from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Brian Burns still doesn't have a contract. Or he has a contract, but not a new one. Not an extension. Not what he wants. Not what he deserves. Not what he needs. Carolina Panthers dragged their feet, and I, I'm gonna I'm 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 fully pivoting on this one. I don't think you can get a deal done till next next off season now, or this upcoming off season now. I think the season makes it more complicated. There are a lot of players and teams out there that do not negotiate contracts during the season as like a rule. And there's a reason for it, right? If we don't get it done, Mike Evans had the deadline, right? If we don't get it done by the Saturday before game one, sorry, no more negotiations. Steelers are the same way. Steelers are the same way. I think the Panthers and Brian Burns might, might behoove themselves to be the same way. First of all, let me get this out of the way. Here's the disclaimer. I feel like a lot of the conversations we're going to have uh, over the next three hours have disclaimers. Here's a disclaimer. Uh, he deserves to get paid. They should have paid him. He deserves a raise. But that's beside the point. <laughs> right? That's that's past the point. Uh, I've never seen a guy start holding out after playing. I've never seen someone play like week one through week three and then decide I'm going to uh, stop playing to get a new contract. So, so we're past the point of he should get paid. We're past the point of he's going to hold out and not play. I think we're now past the point of no return as far as just play the season and we'll talk next offseason. Because here's the problem. When he played well, I, like just about everybody else, right? When he came out of the gates in week one with a sack and a half in the first, whatever, eight minutes of the season, whatever it ended up being, everyone on on all of the social medias, my brain immediately jumped here. They said, look at this, Brian Burns playing for the money. He's saying, pay me. The team's going to have to pay him now. Look at this. He, he has uh, a sack and a half in the first quarter. Goodness gracious, they're going to have to pay him. I, I You couldn't help but jump to that part. But guess what? I, I, the more I thought about it, right, and the more I've, I've stewed on it over the last three days, the more I've gotten to the point where the better he played in week one, the less likely he was to get a deal by week two because the team is going, well, we're not about to buy high. Right, we're we're not going to negotiate with you the moment after you have a great game. Right now, Brian Burns is on pace for twenty five and a half sacks this season. It, I, I'm not going to say zero, but it's slim to none the chances that he's going to finish the season with twenty five and a half sacks, and the team knows that. So at some point, he's not going to play like he did week one. He might have a hot month to start. But he's going to have a cold month or a cold three weeks. Or he's going to have a game where he gets uh, uh, held out with an injury. Like something is going to happen where he's not on that pace anymore. And that's when the team is going to approach Brian Burns' own, uh, agent and say, hey, listen, listen, he's in the middle of a rough spot, but that's fine. We don't mind. We still want to make a very lucrative offer, and they're going to make an offer, and it's not going to be a top-of-the-market offer because they're negotiating with uh, a little bit of buy low in their minds. And then guess who's going to say no then? Brian Burns. His agent is going to go, wait, you you weren't willing to hear our offer when he was having a hot month. We're not going to sit here and get pushed around when he's having a cold month when we are all aware that small sample sizes aren't to be trusted. <laughs> 
it might be the easiest and more importantly, most fair result from this point on to see how the full season plays out. All right, let's see. You have a hot month, you have a cold month, you have a hot month, you have a cold month. You end with 19 sacks. All right, now name your price. And the team really has nothing to to stand on because they're like, well, you you know, if you have 19, you're probably close to leading the league in sacks. We're probably going to have to give you close to leading the league in sacks money. On the flip side, you have a hot month, you have a cold month, you have a hot month, you have a cold month, you finish with 10 sacks for the first time in your career, less than the year before from 12 and a half a season ago. Well, guess what? The agent is going to have to have a serious conversation with his client and say, you're not going to get Bosa money. The other thing that that holding out would would prevent is that conversation I just referenced. Conversations with agents, I mean, luckily there is an agent there, but they're not fun, right? When Brian Burns goes in and says, I want $30 million a year, the, the team has to look at his agent and say, you're not a Bosa, you're not a Watt, you're not a Garrett, and that's just that's just mean. I'm not saying it's untrue, but it's not something Brian Burns would feel good to hear. It, but it's still true, though. It's still true, but you don't want to be reminded of it, right? It's, it's yeah, we, we, I got it, but every week I don't want to walk in here just for you to tell me I'm not a Bosa. I'm not just to tell me I'm not Miles Garrett. And the same is true the other way, right? The team doesn't want uh, Brian Burns walking in every week saying, you have to pay me now. Why? Well, because the rest of our team stinks. And can you imagine how bad they would be if I wasn't attracting all of this attention Mm -hmm. and you didn't give me the, the help I needed in another pass rusher and our secondary is banged up because you didn't have the depth, which means they're not uh, uh, making quarterbacks hold the ball at all. And that's why I don't have as many sacks as a Bosa or a Garrett or a Watt. And it's like, okay, now we're just being mean to each other. Now, once a week, Brian Burns' agent walks into the, or calls up the front office and just goes, you're not doing your job here. And they go, your client's not as good as he is, as you think he is, here. And then, all right, do this again next week. Sounds good. That's not fun. That's not helping anybody. How's 4 o'clock work? <laughs> <laughs> 4 o'clock on Tuesdays, we'll get together. You'll tell me how bad I am at my job. I'll tell you how bad your your client is at his job and, and why you're being greedy and everything else. And then – uh We'll both decline the offers that we bring, and we'll do it again. Uh, what do you think? Well, uh, next week we're playing on Monday night, so how about we push it to Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, fine. And the thing about having an agent is that it actually protects the player from hearing those things. Ho- hopefully it, it it does, but it can't it, it can't insulate you completely. Sure. Because your agent's gonna, you're agent's going to call up your agent and go, hey, how'd the meeting go? The agent's going to have to say, well, they didn't take our offer. Do you think that's where the conversation ends? Or do you go, why? What'd they say? Well, they, they, you know, they, uh, they, they don't think you're worth that much, right? That's, I mean, that's all they can say, right? Or, or, well, they want to see how the season plays out. That's why I think the easiest thing to do right now is next time you go in for your little insult meeting, just go, Hey, listen, he just had a great game, which makes you cautious to, to negotiate right now. He's not going to have a great game every game, but after the ones where he's not great, I'm going to be cautious to negotiate right there. Why don't we go ahead and kick this to the next offseason? And the team will say, listen, cool, we will. That's fantastic. But we want you to know this. Uh, We have a franchise tag, and we're going to use it. 
So don't don't think you're going to hit unrestricted free agency next offseason, right? You're going to be a Panther this year. You're going to be a Panther the next year. And if we have to use two tags and you're playing well, you're going to be a Panther the year after. So just understand that the negotiations isn't, isn't you know, you're not hitting the open market. You get that. We get this. Bada boom. Bada bang. We'll talk to you this offseason. Hopefully you play well. And the team's going, hopefully not too well, but we won't say that out loud. Don't have a career year right now because then we're definitely going to have to tag you because you'll be worth too much. But I'm I'm now firmly on that side, which is a big big flip from where I was. Up until week one, I was team, get the deal done, get the deal done, get the deal done. Now that I know he's playing without a, a new deal, well, he just lost that leverage completely. So don't need to get a deal done, don't need to get a deal done, wait till next offseason. Get another season. Get more information. I talk about that a lot. Part of the reason you have to play your rookie quarterbacks is because you're going to be making a big decision likely after three seasons, and you want all the information you can get. You don't want one season to decide if you're going to pick up his fifth-year option. You want three seasons of of play to decide if you're going to pick up his fifth-year option or decide if you're going to give him $270 million. Brian Burns, if he plays the whole year, all you have is another season of information about how good he is to help you inform your, your uh, contract decisions. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Drive with Tim Donnelly here on 99.9 The Fan. Joining us in studio, Mike Glennon, former NC State quarterback, longtime NFL quarterback as well. Uh, Mike, we want to talk about state. Uh, by the way, check out Pack Therapy Podcast, everywhere podcasts can be found. Myself and, and Mike host. Uh, and there's a lot to talk about following the Notre Dame game, so check that out. Pack Therapy Podcast, everywhere podcasts can be found, and our YouTube page. Um, there's also a lot going on in the NFL, but I want to start with the practice squad of the Carolina Panthers. Tariq Cohen, North Carolina A&T legend, your former teammate with the Chicago Bears, uh, he is back in the NFL. It's on the Carolina practice squad, but... I mean, the, the practice squad is much more active than it used to be as far as finding a way onto the field. Uh, how cool is it to see Tariq back in the league? Uh, it's great. Um, Tariq's been through a lot the past couple of years. Uh, Bun native, so right here in Raleigh. Uh, gets to the Bears. He was drafted the year I was there, and in comes this, I think he was a fourth or fifth round pick, five foot, I don't know, six, seven. Probably listed at six, probably somewhere. Braces, looks like he's 18 years old. And he's got a little swag to him, a little cockiness to him. I'm like, man, this kid better be careful. And <laughs> the human joystick is real. And we hid him in preseason. We gave him the ball like two times because we wanted to save him so they didn't know. And then that the opener, we played Atlanta and we must have he must have touched the ball, I don't even know, <laughs> twenty times. Probably had about ten catches. Told some of my friends, pick him up in fantasy. <laughs> and uh, that was probably the, the the best tip I ever gave because he probably won some people some fantasy that year. But, man, it's great to see him back. Like I said, been through a lot. Super talented player. I hope he still ha hasn't lost a step battling the injuries he has because if so, this kid c can be promoted at any time 
for the for the uh, Panthers and and make a true impact because he has rare ability that you don't see in the NFL with the injuries. And, and I mean, the, the heartwarming part of that story is everything he went through off the field dealt with a lot of tragedy in his personal life. You can go read about it. There's a great article on the players tribune. Um, but from a football standpoint, the injuries were like mentally brutal. And you mentioned if he, if he hasn't lost a step, I think there's a spot for him on the car or on, on the uh, Carolina Panthers. They kick return need. He was an all pro as a punt returner in 2018. Um, and, and kind of general, you know, we talk about it on the pack therapy podcast about explosive plays. The Panthers need somebody with a little bit of juice. Like Adam Thielen is great, right? He's, he's a veteran. He's going to catch the ball and you throw it to him. I'm not sure how many, you know, 50 plus yard touchdowns he has left. Hayden Hurst is great as a tight end. Not sure how many 50 plus touchdowns he has. Uh, Tariq Cohen is a guy where if he gets in the open field and he is the player we once knew, if he hasn't lost that step. That could be, you know, Bryce Young's, you know, we're both quarterbacks. We love them. The four-yard passes that turn into 67-yard touchdowns. It's like, that's a good stat for Bryce Young. Yeah, he he's different. I, being in the NFL, from a speed standpoint, you're a lot you're around a lot of guys. You're like, that guy's fast. There's only been, I want to say, three guys where I've been like, that guy's different. Name and that would be Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, and Tariq Cohen. I mean, his speed, <laughs> quickness, and agility is is different and he truly if he gets back to i mean now yep. this was there's a bunch of people right now six triangle, years by ago the way. you mentioned he's from here there's a bunch of people going yeah i saw that on the pop warner field he should have been at yeah you know I'm, I'm still mad at carolina or whatever for for not uh offering him a scholarship and he, and he ended up at a and t but uh that's that's elite company. i mean this was six years ago this is an achilles mm -hmm. and i believe a knee injury yep. removed but <laughs> if he is resembling of what he was he can line up anywhere on the field, and we see what Tyreek Hill is doing. Tariq Cohen has, I won't say that speed, but he's got different speed. It, it, it's, we're talking with Mike Glennon, former NC State quarterback, longtime NFL quarterback here in studio on the drive. Whenever you talk about like uh, something, a legal situation on air, you just keep throwing out like, you know, allegedly. You know, uh, the, the reports are, I feel like when we're talking about Tariq Cohen, we're using the same like, <laughs> If he is what he used to be, disclaimer. Like, yeah, disclaimer. It's, it's the same disclaimer right at the top. Um, let's let's move on to to some Bryce Young stuff. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's move on to some young quarterback stuff because we've seen, uh, like with Rodgers going down now, Zach Wilson is stepping up. He's kind of post early struggles. Um, we're seeing Bryce Young two interceptions on a very similar play his first year. How how difficult is it for young quarterbacks early in their NFL career to whether they're top picks or just early starters, Sam Howell, to deal with the adversity of, you know, every play is not going to get be, be perfect if you struggle. You know, even if you're Zach Wilson, you're still one play away from being a starting quarterback on a on a contender. Yeah. When you're in college, they're kind of like, that guy has a scholarship too. And the <laughs> NFL is like, yeah, that guy gets paid too. And he's used to being at Alabama where they are just better than everybody, um, except I guess Georgia. Um Shots fired. Where now he, everyone is that much better than even what he was playing Except with. Except Texas would have been the yeah. joke. Sorry, yeah. keep going. Yeah. Um, now I will say, watching that game of Bryce Young, Jesse Bates, the safety for Atlanta, is my favorite safety really? in the NFL. Wait because what he does is he baits the quarterback into thinking that he's going, they call it a post safety. So his job is to take away the post. When you're in college, when you're in the NFL, you see a single high defense, you think, 
okay, I can't throw the post, but I can throw everything in that kind of 18 to 22 yard window. Over the backers in front of the, 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 the safety. safeties is like. Jesse Bates yeah. doesn't play that way. He squats, and I'm sure what Bryce is used to, oh, they have a free safety. He's in the middle. I can throw these routes. And I saw it all the time, and I, I just love the way that guy plays because it makes it so hard on the quarterback. And I believe Bryce Young even said something about his depth. Mm-hmm. Is that what he said? Yeah. And depth is one of the hardest – when you're that far away, you're reading kind of body language, like how hard is he getting out of there. You know, when things are kind of close up, you can read it horizontally. That's a little bit easier. But when you're trying to figure out someone's depth, I think he gave – like that's the real thing when you play against Jesse Bates. So to me – that was a great answer by him. You know, you don't want to see that happen again, but that's the the, the true that, answer yeah. of, okay, that was a learning moment. When I play against a safety that plays like this, I I got to be careful. And, and on the flip side, Jesse Bates, he's living on the edge a little because you can throw a post over his head. You're, you're playing a guessing game with him because he doesn't always come up and play that kind of robber position. Sometimes he does get to the post. So it's like he plays it, the mind games with the quarterback and, and, on those two plays, he he guessed right and got Bryce. And and just to to clarify, what Bryce Young said after the game is the thing he was misjudging was the depth of the safety, and it always used to frustrate me in film when like there was a question like that, how deep was the safety? When you're watching film, the coach will take the <laughs> the laser and literally like count five, five yards, yeah, yeah. like uh, that's five, that's ten. He's at twelve yards. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't get to count the the lines yeah. on the field there, coach. I yeah. there were linemen out there, like it, it was moving quick. Uh, so th- I mean that's. That's an optimistic view of of, – because the the problem I had was he made the mistake once and he made the exact same mistake later on. And Bryce Young is supposed to have one of those – supposed to. He's alleged (laughs) to have one of those, uh, uh, like, you know, LeBron James, like uh, Sean McVay memories where they can remember every mistake they ever made. And if they made it in nine-year-olds during peewee football, they wouldn't make it now. And he made the same mistake, you know, a couple series apart. But – it could be that he didn't really think it was a mistake. He was, he thought he made the right read, and he was coming back to it like, I'm going to get it this time, which is a, an interesting way to think about it. Now, on the flip side, I will say, if you, and maybe he just didn't really watch Jesse Bates because Jesse Bates came from the Bengals, mm. and maybe he was just watching Atlanta's scheme. Yeah. I, he should know. I mean, <laughs> and he's going to have this in his memory now because he's got a scar from it. He should know the way Jesse Bates plays. That's how, you know, that's what it is. But, Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, ain't gonna fool me again. <laughs> yeah. uh, although Whitehead got Allen three times, um, I wanted to I wanted to talk with you about about NC State and and the game against Notre Dame and and how they can turn it around against VMI. Um, but it looks like we're we're fresh out of time. However, that's why we have the Pack Therapy Podcast. If you want Mike's thoughts in depth on the the Notre Dame NC State game, the weather delay, the the offense, the defense, everything in between. Uh, go check out the Pack Therapy podcast. It can be found everywhere podcasts exist, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, please like and subscribe when you're there. Mike, appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Tim. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.